Well, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministries to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors to reach men in today's culture, discussing issues men face every day. It is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Hi, I'm Mike Salen, your host, and I thank you for joining us today. If you have listened to me any length of time or heard me speak, you know that I am all about men being discipleship leaders in their churches and communities. Jesus told us in Matthew 28, 19, if you've been in church any length of time, you've heard this scripture where he said, go and make disciples. And that should be, and actually it should be our number one priority as we, as children of God, to disciple others into an intentional, loving relationship with our heavenly father through Jesus Christ. And one of those tools that I support and I use myself is a, is a ministry called Every Man a Warrior. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Today I have as my guest Carl Willis, who understands the importance of being uh, believers, being uh, discipleship makers, and has led his church in this process. Carl is currently the, the children's and family pastor at Woodland Park Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, he, which includes overseeing the men's ministry, discipleship, and mentoring, and among, among other activities that he does that. He is a graduate of the University of Georgia and has a BA in religion and a Master of Divinity with languages from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Carl Rillis began his journey in Every Man on War in 2015 as part of the small group of men in Chattanooga. And since then, Carl has led 17 groups in his church. These groups have grown into the fourth generation of men being disciples. He is married to his wife, Christine, and they have two children and two, oh, excuse me, four grandchildren. So, Carl, I appreciate you being with me. Thank you for joining me on this, on this uh, program today. Thanks, Mike. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation. This is exciting to me to of what uh, God has done, done for, through you and with you uh, in discipling men. I wish more churches would do this. But before we really get into the meat of that, one of the things I want us to uh, uh, ask you, because I ask all my guests this question before we get uh, down into the meat of their discussion, is a verse that... Um, may be considered a life verse or an anchor verse uh, or a verse that you may hang on to from your ministry perspective. If you could share that with uh, with our listening audiences and, and just uh, tell us a little bit about why that verse is so meaningful to you. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. You're not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. Galatians mm. 2.20. Uh, that's been my life verse for a long time. And uh, as I've gone more in God's word and I've been a warrior, it's come even more uh, precious to me when I realize what it really means to me that I am truly crucified with Christ. It's not about me at all. It's all about him. Oh, yeah. And he, and anything that I do <laughs> that gives that looks, looks good is it's just him. It's just him. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I totally I, I agree with that. It, it is all about him. It's not about us. And that's some of the things that we uh, have to grow into and in understanding, uh, especially with uh, as a new baby in Christ. We, we have to realize that. And that's the reason why we need to have people like yourself that's in our lives that, to help us to grow in that area. So what? when did you recognize your need for Christ? I mean, I've seen you. I've read your bio a little bit of understanding uh, your testimony there. Is, uh, but uh 
how about sharing with our listening audience about you coming to Christ? Because I tell you what, when I read it, it sounded a little bit like mine. <laughs> well, well uh, I, I got I was raised in a Baptist church in South Georgia, a little town called Pelham, and uh, in church all my life. Uh, got wet at age eight. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister down the aisle and got baptized and uh, still stayed involved in church, youth choir and all that kind of stuff. And I went to church to meet girls. How <laughs> 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 many how many times how many times have I heard that? <laughs> the girls were so that's where I went. And uh, man, I tell you, I was I sang I, I enjoy singing and had the opportunity to sing in the youth uh, choir there. And we were working on a musical in 1977. Uh, and I had a solo part, a song about Nicodemus. And I, all through that year, going through this musical, preparing, going on a choir, this is dress rehearsal before yeah. we were living that day for right. tour. And uh, all through that year, people in the choir had been coming to Christ and getting saved. This, this word, the word of the songs were just so real to us. Anyway, I stood up to sing that song that night. When I stood up, this rich, deep, baritone voice came out of my, out of my mouth, and I was hearing the words of the song for the first time, that you, you're pious and moral and good. You kept the, the commandments as best as you could. I can still recite the song. And it's like, yeah, I've been in church all my life, but you must be born again. And I got, the, I, got I got through singing that song, and I looked at the worship pastor and youth pastor and said, uh, we need to talk. <laughs> and so that night, I gave my life to Christ. And it was not July 31st, 1977. I knew where I was standing when it happened. I mean, it's just as real today as it was back then. And transformed my life. My, my BC days were not so good. And, I, I mean, instantly I knew God had changed my life. Uh, I lived in a fog um, for years. I was involved in drug culture and drank and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I stayed in the fog. And uh, I remember driving to school my first year, first day of my senior year in high school. I've been a Christian now for just a few weeks. And I was driving down the road thinking, man, the grass is green. <laughs> the sky is blue. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, your transformation in my life at that point. Oh man, oh man, yeah. I've, I've joked with you at the beginning. It sounded a lot like mine. I'm the same way. I grew up in a church and got wet when I was 13. And mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't until a youth pastor uh, began pouring our lives later, later in my teenage years, that I came to the realization that all I did was get wet. <laughs> and, wow. and and so so good. I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of our men today um, are just going through the motions and don't haven't had that real really. Uh, uh, transformational experience of, uh, of a Christ being in their life. And I see that a lot in our churches today. Yeah. How did you get involved in ministering to men? I know that's one of your responsibilities that the church are serving at, but I know there has to be more to it than just say, you're going to be the men's ministry. Well, it's interesting. I, I've been on staff for, uh, I think, about two and a half years here as children's and family pastor. And, uh, of course, you're doing that role. you engaging with men and father of the kids. But um, I, what, in 2015, the next, uh, that I uh, asked about Bernie Ritterbush, a friend of mine, uh, mm -hmm. to get involved in an Airbender Warrior Group, one of the first ones here in Chattanooga 
And so he and I, and at the time, six other men started this group. And during the first book, uh, five of those guys bailed out. And then we got a couple more guys who bailed out. And we went with four guys who finished the course. And, you know, I'd never been, uh, sad to say, been in ministry all those years. since 1979 when I was called to serve my first church. And I never knew about sample making. I was never taught that. I mean, I heard about it. You mentioned Matthew 28, uh, what it says, go make disciples. But I um, I never been taught how to do that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this I'm in a word course, this man just lit my fire. So I was going uh, doing this uh, course with Bernie, two more guys, finished it. And before I even finished, I thought, I gotta, I gotta get some guys to do this with. I gotta start a group. And so I started a group with actually one guy from my church and two other guys from outside of my church, my first group was. And one with my son and went through this course. And then just about the same time going through this first group I was leading, the man, the, the pastor who was here at our church, over me as ministry, retired. And so they asked if I would take on that role. I said, yeah, I'd love to. And that's kind of how it started. Uh, you know, uh, Micah, working with children, uh, I can – I can disciple children. I can do all kinds of programs with children. I can get volunteers and teachers to teach them things. But let's not reach their dads. You know, the dads are the key. And if I, reach, if I reach the fathers in our church, they will disciple their wives and children. And I don't have, my job makes it a lot easier as a pastor. If I equip the members of my church, especially the men of my church, mm -hmm. to be the leaders in the homes and leaders in our community. Mm. Uh, amen. I, I, and I totally agree with that. A lot of a lot of times we we neglect our men in our churches. We don't understand the importance of, of, of targeting those men and, and uh, reaching into those men's lives. Because if you get the man, you'll get the family. And well, uh, I would you, Mike, to to talk to pastors and ask pastors, pick a dozen pastors, and ask them to look at their budgets in a church. Mm -hmm. And what kind of money they're investing in the men in the church? Uh, we don't. We don't invest in our men. We no. invest in the youth and our children and our women, which is all good. I'm not saying don't do that. Please hear me say that's important. Absolutely. But we, we do not invest in our men. We, we have a, a courted breakfast here and there, or we do uh, maybe have an event a year for father or father-daughter date night. But we don't invest in our men, equipping our men to be the stopping maker. We just don't do it. Yeah, it's a it's amazing. A lot of times when I when I ask a church if I could see their their budget, uh, usually the men's ministry or ministry to men is uh, the least funded item on their line items of budgets. And sometimes it's not even there. It's just yeah, not exactly. even there at all. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. but yet but yet you're right. We spend a lot of dollars in in women and children and youth, and we should. You're right. right. We, we don't need, we don't want to do like them, but uh, we, uh, for some reason, don't do it for our men. And, and that, that is a, uh, 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 to me, it's a sad thing. Um, every man a warrior. I know. Uh, tell me, tell me about that. How did you get involved with every man a warrior? You personally? Well, so I invited by Bernie being up first group and it just lit my fire. I mean, the uh, course design 
as you may have shared with your, your audience before, three books, now four books, actually. Yeah. yeah. The first, first three, book one, how to have a quiet time and, and, and uh, your prayer life. Book two, marriage and children. Book three, uh, hard times, finances, purity of mind. Um, just the way it's put together. And then the, the small group concept, three or four guys doing this together week by week. And then also one huge part of this course that this really got me was the verse pack. Mm. The verse pack is about 30 verses uh, that you had to memorize during this course. And you, you don't just do one a week and then forget the previous week. You add two each week. Mm-hmm. So by the end, you're reciting 30 verses that week. And yep. uh, I had never, and I'm ashamed to say as a pastor, I never spent time memorizing scripture. I mean, I memorized a verse here and a verse there. But as far as memorizing, I hadn't done that. Yep. What, was, what was really interesting, Mike, is as I was doing this course and getting through toward the end of the course, I, I thought, I got these verses out of the way. Thank goodness. And the Lord said, oh, you're not done yet. <laughs> he, has a, he has a way of um, uh, getting our attention, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And so we, we were teaching Colossians at the time. And the Lord spoke to me almost audibly and said, I want you to memorize Colossians. I said, okay, which verses? He said, no. <laughs> I Colossians. I thought, okay. So I did that. I memorized Colossians. And I got through that, and God said, do Ephesians. I did Ephesians. They said, do James. I did James. And it's this Airman of Warrior gave me a hunger to memorize verses, to memorize, oh, yeah. memorize, memorize. Because oh, yeah. I found as I have more scripture in my mind and my heart, daily conversations, verses come up. Mm. I mean, I would talk to somebody, but I got a verse for that. Or I got a verse for that. Or I got a verse for that. And it just is transformed, as Romans 12, 2 says, it transforms your mind. Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, that, that is true. When you look at uh, Romans um, uh, chapter tra- chapter 12, verse 2, it talks about us being transformed transformed, uh, and not of the world, you know, being transformed in the mind and not of the world. And that's what we need to be doing. But, you know, another aspect of uh, Every Man Warrior that I like so much of is you were hitting something earlier about men or a lot of times, I can't remember if it was part of your conversation when we went on the air or right before when we were just talking about uh, men being taught and told a lot of things in, 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 as they grow up, but they're never trained on how to do stuff. And they're never developed that skill set. You know, I, I use the phrase a lot of time, often told, rarely trained. We're often told what to do, but we're rarely trained how to do it. And, um, and every man a warrior, especially book one, really dives into helping men to be able to have that quiet time, which is very vital in their lives. And uh, uh, that, that to me, is a, a very important part of it, too. Oh, it's key. I, I remember a story a friend of mine told me about a guy in a group, an older guy, he's in the 80s, uh, came in after about the third week of the book one and threw his book down, threw down his copy of Oswald Chambers, uh, most for his eyes, mm-hmm. and said, no one told me that was his quiet time. <laughs> I've been doing that for my quiet time all these years. That, that's his quiet time. Yeah. No one told me how to do a quiet time. And I, I find it, and Willow Park is a, is a strong teaching church. 
and our men in our church to know the word. But I, I found even in our church, many men have not been taught how to actually sit down and do their own quiet time with, with a passage of scripture, not losing the devotional book, how to do it your own quiet time. Um, once you get out of that, it's, it's amazing the difference. Um, one thing that happened with me is <laughs> as a result of email, um, while I was doing the first the course with, with Bernie, when he quite through yet, God gave me a desire to, to do this very thing, the quiet times more, more in depth. And so I started doing a daily devotional blog, uh, taking a uh, taking passage of scripture. And the first three years I did this, 2016, 2017, 2018, I went through, I have a, a blog on every single chapter of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so, and Lord allowed that to be published by a publisher here in town. So I have a three book series of parents can take and go through every single chapter of the Bible with a devotional time with their kids. Mm. And, and, but then what happened, Mike, was that was, I never intended to be published, but then God said, you can't stop this. You got to keep doing this. Mm. So he led me to start doing, I did the pastoral epistles, but this time verse by verse. I did a verse a day and did through Thessalonians and Timothy and Titus. Uh, I just, I'm, this year I'm doing Hosea, which has been wow. an amazing study verse by verse in Hosea. And actually I, I've called the publisher and said, you've got to publish this one. You've got to publish Hosea verse by verse. It's been an amazing journey, but man, just taking a verse and looking at one verse a day, God has just brought my, my mind to see how his, his board works. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, that is so true. I know sometimes we get into a Bible reading plan, and uh, and usually a Bible reading plan has you going through, you know, two, three, four, five chapters a day like that. But that's what you're doing. You're just reading. There's nothing wrong with that. I encourage, you, I encourage you to do that. But that's all you're doing is just kind of reading it. But then when you then when you take the time to break that down into either a verse or just a three or four verse, a ten or ten at max, I would say, and and begin to break that down and see what God is speaking to you out of that, what He's saying to you. And I love the fact that uh, every man a warrior has those questions. You know, yes. starting off with, you know, what is, is there a command? Is there a sin to avoid? Is there an application? Is there a promise? Is there something new about God that you can you can pull out of that and and journal? I encourage men to journal all the time, journal, and that's something else that yeah. every man of warrior teaches a man to do is how to journal. Right. I never journal for you, but that's what's got me doing this blog every day. Yeah. And uh, it's because I, I, I thought I can do that. I can I can enjoy doing this. I enjoy journaling about God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amen, a warrior just said, lit my fire to uh, get God's word in my mind, my heart, but also to get other men excited about this. So mm-hmm. I said, I did my first group. And uh, and then I had some groups here at church I started. And then uh, what happened, Mike, was these guys got excited about it. And usually, about the average of Amen, a warrior, about half the guys go through groups, uh, replicate, get more guys. Right. Right. Uh, not all of them do. Sometimes you, you get a group where all the guys in the group say, I got to do this since more guys. Mm-hmm. Usually about half the guys will do that. But what's happened here at Woodland Park is that we're now in our at least fourth generation. And I've heard there's a fifth one out there. I hadn't done a verify yet, but at least four generations of guys 
of guys, guys I led who didn't let guys, then those guys led guys. Second uh, Timothy two twenty two, four generation verse. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it's neat to see these guys replicate what they've what they've learned in a warrior, and want more guys to come alongside them to, to do life together. Uh, man, I got some, got so many stories I can tell you of of guys whose whose lives have been changed. Wives have come to me in tears, literally in oh, tears. Yes. Uh, yes. I thank you so much for my husband going through it. And a warrior, he's a different husband, different father. I see him sitting now with our kids going through his, his verses. I see him in the corner doing his quiet time. I've wanted this for years. Thank you so much. And I'm literally in tears. Uh, this blesses my heart. And then I've, I've got guys whose marriages have been trans, has been saved. I mean, oh, man. guys who came to me blubbering. Sobbing, their their marriage is over. I mean, literally done. She she's she's leaving, and he gets in the course, and it's, his life has changed and transformed. And uh, one in particular, what God recently told me, uh, that situation, the marriage was in trouble, and they he's come through the course and they're doing great now. And he and his wife were on a walk recently, and she said, "What what was it about him and a warrior that changed you?" He said, the word. It was just the word. Getting the word in my head, memorizing the scriptures, doing my quiet times, it, it transformed me. It changed me. It shifted oh, yeah. from a worldly view to a biblical worldview. Oh, that's, yeah, man. That's what it does. Uh, and, and, and I agree. I mean, we got so many of our men that's running around uh, in our churches today that are still living with a worldly worldview and, and are not biblical worldview because I know in my own life uh, I grew up in a home that uh, expected you to be in church every Sunday uh, I never remember my dad reading the word about I never remember seeing him reading the Bible but I know he was going to be in church on Sundays and yeah. uh, and uh, and my mom was uh, though she did read her Bible from time to time I was mimicking my dad really because that's what a boy does wow. and 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 when I when I uh, got married and have kids I uh, did the same thing he did. I made sure my kids were in church every Sunday, but uh, I never really spent time with them in the Word because my dad never did with me. And and it wasn't until later in life that I realized the importance of being in the Word. And and every man a warrior. I wish I had had every man a warrior when I was twenty years old. I really that, do. Oh man, me too. Me too. Um, yeah. I've had guys tell me that I had this thirty years ago. My marriage would be different. Oh yeah. That is three years ago. My kids might be different, and uh, oh, yeah. it, it does change lives. So, uh, uh, you mentioned uh, um, seventeen groups. Uh, actually, I got eighteenth one going right now. I'm doing a one on one with a guy, and uh, but it's not about me doing eighteen groups. It's about what are those guys who I led groups doing? You know, because I can lead I can lead a hundred groups, but those guys don't replicate then I really haven't been successful in what God's told me to do. And the beauty of a Matter Warrior 2 in the churches, for your pastors who listen to this, this podcast, what I found, I just recently realized this, Mike, uh, of the men who were involved in my children's ministry. The other day I looked back and thought, I looked out and ah, oh, all my guys who were involved, except one, are a Matter Warrior guys. Oh, <laughs> how about that? And, I, I thought, what happened? and so these guys are stepped up and are serving in, in the church. 
don't know if you've told them in the past, but Amen Warrior books actually are based on First Timothy three in Titus one about elders and deacons and qualifications and it's leadership development is what it is. Oh yeah. And uh, I know as a pastor, a lot of pastors are are kind of scared of strong men in the church. They're afraid they're going to take over or run them out or that kind of thing. But Airmen and Warrior is designed to build men to be strong leaders, to lead in the church and come alongside the pastor, be the army of men that he needs to accomplish the ministry of the church and God's kingdom. So Airmen and Warrior helps him equip guys, be those elders and deacons and Sunday school teachers and uh, name it. It's stepping up and doing what God's called them to do. So it's a great equipping tool for the men in the church. If you want strong leaders in your church, pastors, you need to get this in your church. Mm. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've heard of men like yourself and, and others who have taken the tool and used it to disciple men in their groups. And every, every group that I've done, uh, I haven't done as many as you. I've, I'm still under under 10, but, uh, uh, probably six or seven actually, but, but, but the, um, um, yeah, I've always said, you know, at some point I said, now my expectation is for you to take this material and go find somebody and do that with them, do this with them. But, uh, but how did you, and you, you kind of alluded to it to some degree, how did you really get this going? How did this become a catalyst within your church body? Uh, yeah. Was it just you taking four or five men and then they catching the vision and going or, or what, what actually happened there? Yeah. And I'll tell you, I made some mistakes to start with. Um, well, when I got to the course, I knew I had to get this in the church that I'm in. And so I did it with my son and one of the guy in our church and another guy in, in the community. And I thought, i got to get some good groups going. And so I, I, I looked for a couple of guys to do it, come together with. And, had a great first group, uh, did well. I had those guys got caught it and wanted to do another group. But what I what I messed up was I tried to I tried to make groups happen. And what I learned is you get it's got to be a slow process that you find a couple of guys who understand who really get the passion for it. Let those guys get guys who get a passion for it, and let those guys find the guys in their circle. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried to put groups together. That doesn't work too well. I, I've got. I'll try to find out. I say I got some guys interested. I got to find a leader for them and try to match them up. It works better if that guy has a passion for a couple of guys. You go, yeah, I want to heart these guys. They need this, and they invite them. Yeah, um, so there's. I've made those mistakes of trying to force groups to happen. I've had some groups that fell apart. I mean, half the group dropped out. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, I've, to me, um, I try to keep my group three or four guys. Uh, more than that, it's hard guys to always be there. Uh, I've also found that early mornings are better than late afternoons or no times of the day. Not much happens at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. <laughs> and so guys can get to a, to a group and do a group during those times easier, making it a priority. Then try and do it in the afternoon. We've got kids. Then things happen with kids, and they have to miss that night. And so, um, but I, what happened? I really found a, a few guys who, who got the vision, and then they started replicating. 
and it spread from there. I will tell you one cool story that happened that is replicated in an amazing way. Um, I was standing one Sunday morning at our church, uh, and we used to have above the doors signage that had the little rooms number for where to go for worship or Sunday school, that kind of thing. This guy walks in, looks up, I thought, well, he's visiting, looking for a number. I said, hey, I'm Carl. I'm Sullivan's pastor here. Are you visiting? He said, well, yeah. I said, are you here for worship? Or are you trying to find a, a class? He said, for worship. So I took him to the worship center and showed him that was and stuff. On the way out, I saw him again, gave him a card. Well, he emailed me. And uh, the Lord just, I don't know why the Lord said this. The Lord just told me, invite him. I was starting a brand new group that next Thursday morning at 5 a.m. at IHOP. I thought, I'm going to invite him. So I, I said, hey, uh, his name is Scott. I said, Scott, uh, having a new group uh, at IHOP, would you be interested? He wrote back, uh, yeah, maybe. I thought, he won't show up. <laughs> so I get to IHOP that Thursday. There he is in the parking lot sitting there at quarter to five. And, man, did Scott get it? He he got it like a dog on a bone, man. <laughs> and he has led, I don't know how many groups he's led now, but he what has also happened is he's transformed his company under email principles. Oh, and he, man. And he's got groups at his business, his employees, his men, who are now asking, I want to get in a group. Can I get in a group? And some of these guys come there with almost no Bible background, just, or my name is saved, but man, he, he is transforming his company under email principles. And like I said, has led out of hundred groups now, but it's amazing what's what he's what God's done in his life. That was just a guy walking the door visiting, you know. And, and I think one thing too, I didn't mention Mike is Airmen and Warriors also equipped me to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and his leading. And as I'm in his word more and more, it's like he speaks to me more and more. And like with Scott, it's like about him or about this guy or about this guy. And I have to listen. And I, I when I do that, <laughs> I'm much more successful. Joshua 1A, last verses, right? Right. Uh, when you meditate on the word day and night, then you'll be prosperous successful. And uh, God speaks through his word. He does. There's no doubt about it. And I appreciate you sharing that. that. That's exciting to hear what God is doing through this ministry of men pouring into other men's lives, using uh, using every man a warrior, and how it is transforming not only not only men's lives, but also uh, your church there at Woodland Park uh, uh, Baptist Church, and how how it is really probably even affecting the community in the in the long run. And that's what a lot of our churches really desire to do, and they and and yet uh, they struggle. You know, one of the things I used to tell uh, a lot of Baptist pastors, and uh, here in North Carolina, I used to sit down with them and I said, you know, we have done an excellent Chapar work and telling and getting men out there to putting their hands and feet to work and disaster relief and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we have done an equally poor job of discipling our men. Yeah. And uh, and this is a great tool to be able to uh, uh, to utilize that opportunity to be able to uh, 
pour into those men's lives. You don't have to be in a, a trained theologian uh, with a seminary degree to do this. All you got to do is follow the guidelines in the book. That's it. <laughs> uh, I had another good, quick, 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 good story. The first group I led, I had a guy in the group who was, uh, he's a Bubba. This guy is a Bubba. And uh, he could not memorize the verses. He struggled. He would come in each week and just butcher the verses. And he just couldn't do it. I said, dude, maybe you're, you need to listen, listen to the verses. The auditory learner. Mm-hmm. And he actually worked, drove a truck a lot for his company. I said, man, record those, put them on the dash and play them. Oh, yeah. And so weeks passed. He called me one Saturday night and said, oh, you don't believe what has happened. I said, well, he says, my wife and I are counseling this couple. We're having some troubles, and all of a sudden, those verses start pouring out of my mouth. <laughs> so that, I knew you'd learn them. I knew you'd get them. And he was so excited that the verses were there. They were there as he learned them. Hey, I mean, you know, we, we learn songs, don't we? I mean, we hear the songs over and over. We listen to them on the radio, and before long, we can sing those songs uh, right along with the artists. Uh, why can't I, we do that with the scripture also? That's great. <laughs> yeah, I got older guys, I've Asked to be in the groups and said, Oh, I can't do the verses. And I bet you can quote the lyrics to a song from the 50s right now, can't you? Or, yeah, probably. I said, Okay, you knew verses then. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of us older guys can remember songs like uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford's uh, 16 Tons. I, I can still sing that today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. but, but anyway, well, let me ask you this. Um, the generations, the age groups that are that seems to be gravitating to this, does this seem to be a particular age group, or is it all generations that are really tapping into uh, this ministry? Uh, well, I've had guys of all ages. I've you know I've had guys as young as uh, sixteen mm. and as old as eighty. Uh, so it just depends on the individual. I think it's. Uh, I, in fact, the group I was in, that's interesting. Uh, Bernie was in the 70s. I was in the 50s. Another guy was in the 30s. Another guy was 17. We had four different generations in that group. Wow. It was awesome. It was a great group and feed off each other and learn from each other. Uh, but yeah, I think it depends on the, on the individual, but it is designed for all ages. It's not just for, for you know, guys with families uh, or guys in their 40s and 50s. It's designed for anybody. And I'm really excited about getting more involved with our college guys. Boy, they need it. Man, they need it. And our high school guys need this. They might not, might not read better for book two. You can skip book two, go from book one to book three. If you're single and not ready for that book. I, I think book two is a great preparation for marriage with children. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd had that book before I got married. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my, my daughter got married two years ago. And the young man, she's, She's married to uh, Brandon. Uh, I couldn't uh, order a better son-in-law. He's uh, awesome. But when he called me, I knew he was going to call me and ask to marry her. I said, I'll let you do it on one condition. If I can invest in your life these next six months before you get married. Mm-hmm. So we did one-on-one FaceTime him and a warrior. We got through book one, got into half of the book two through the marriage part before they got married. And actually, oh. I used part of the stuff in book two in the ceremony. I did I did the, the ceremony. I used part of that stuff in there, the marriage commitments. Matter of fact, we use that in there. Oh yeah. And uh, I tell you, it's a it's a great tool for you guys to know about what how to handle marriage and children. 
So we, I've encouraged single guys to go ahead and go through book two. And I mentioned earlier book, book four, Pure Warrior, uh, that's come mm -hmm. out in January. Incredible. Um, really an expansion of, of one of the lessons in book three. But it is amazing. A 17-week study. Uh, I've gone through it now, a beta version, and one time through the book, the group. And it's incredible. Guys just love it. They really do. Yeah, that's one I'm going to have to pick up because I have not I have not gone through that one yet. I've had a couple of uh, people uh, share with me uh, about the book and how powerful it is, and yeah, and I need I need to uh, uh, get a copy of that book also and and walk through it myself and and see that that is, that is super. That that is a big need right oh. now in our churches um, is uh, purity purity integrity. And it's just amazing of uh, the struggles that a lot of our men are having in that area in, in our churches today. Yeah, one warning for you: if you go through the book, there's no 30 verses to memorize. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah 30 more verses to memorize. <laughs> they're worth They're good verses. They're awesome. Oh yeah, it's great. I remember when I first started sitting under a, a, a pastor's ministry to uh, who encouraged me to begin memorizing scriptures. Um, he'd give me a whole list of scriptures to memorize. And he said, I don't expect you to memorize them all, but at least one a week, I want you to memorize them, you know, and, and you'd go meet with him and he'd say, okay, what verse did you memorize? And you give him a verse and you try to work through it. And of course he could tell right away if you really did try to memorize it or not. And if he didn't, he would, he would lovingly and spiritually encourage you. And I always called it, he would give you a spiritual spiking when you, when you, <laughs> if you were having trouble, but he was, he was just a, he was a great guy. He really was. And that's what got me into memorizing the scriptures. But anyway, um, Carl, we're coming up on our time. I, I, we could talk about you and I could talk about this for a while because this is this is an area of ministry that is so vital in need in our churches today is is being able to minister into our men and as I said earlier when men get it everybody wins and and this is something with that they can help and, and get and I too have had someone come to me and uh, a wife come to me and say thank you thank you for for pouring your life into my husband uh, and, and at this time. And and that's an encouragement to me when they do that, because you know that she is seeing a change in her husband's life. Yeah. And, and so, so that's super. But I want you to take a couple minutes, if you would, kind of sum up what we talked about and why this is so important uh, for the ministries to men in our churches and why churches need to have a strategic plan to reach into their men's lives. I just said to the, to the pastors who are listening, you, you can find all kinds of tools out there, all kinds of programs for men. But Airmen and Warriors, to me, is the best tool I've ever seen used for men. Uh, I'm coming on staff with them. I've, God's called me the full-time Airmen and Warrior the first of the year. I'm raising support now. And they can reach me at Carl at AmenWarrior.com. Uh, I'll be my, my role will be to come alongside pastors and help them understand the need to disciple the men in the church. Uh, I'll come to the church, talk to pastors how to do that. Uh, but getting one guy, two guys in your church who can have this vision and then watch it spread. I promise you, they take the curriculum, they use it like it's written. Things will happen. Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just, it just will happen. And 
is is uh, is it's not about the curriculum. It's about what happens as a result of the curriculum, and and verses, memorizing the verses in a quiet time, seeing these guys' lives just transform right before your eyes. Yeah. And uh, I encourage the pastors to I'll go through it also. They need to see what they do, what's going on themselves. Amen. Amen. So, so those of you that are listening out there to, to us, if you just go to everymanwarrior.com, you can find all the information about what Carl and I have been talking about this uh, on, today on this program. Or if you want to reach out to Carl personally, there, his email is carl at everymanwarrior.com. And, uh, and I'm sure get, uh, Carl will get back to you as soon as he can. And, and minister to you, and I, and I appreciate Carl. I, I really do. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what you've done in your church, and and what you're doing in the community up there in the Chattanooga area of Tennessee. It's, it's got to have uh, kingdom lasting effects, and 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 what's happening. Thank, thank you, Carl, you. for that. Thank you. Right. And I thank and I thank you for joining me today and being on the program and providing this information. I hope a lot of people will take it to heart and really be able to to really uh, grab the vision and the passion. Uh, that we have, you and I have, to to reach into men's lives. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Well, folks, uh, that's it. That's all we have time for today. But if you want to know more about Cape Fear Men, uh, just reach out to capefearmen.net, and, and and you can find all that we do uh, in ministering to men and reaching out and helping uh, men's leaders be able to be the men, they, the leaders they need to be in the church. If you want to talk to me particularly, you can reach out to me at mike.salen at capefearmen.net, and I will respond to you. Chiffron Conversations is a, uh, uh, with my Stanley, is a ministry of Cape Fear Men, and we are a 501c3 organization. Uh, so if you are willing to help us to keep this program going, feel free to do, uh, go to capefearmen.net and click the donate button or text CAPE to 50155, and we would appreciate that. Once again, I thank you for joining us. If you get a chance, go out there and check on my book, The, the Call, A Journey to, uh, to Into Men's Ministry on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's uh, got a lot of insights in there about things to look for in your ministry and how I actually got into the, uh, accepted the call as being a leader in men's ministry. As I leave you today, I want to share with you something that a minister, uh, a mentor of mine used to say to me all the time after we finish our time and he would pray over me. He said, I pray that God will give you a rock to stand on. He will give you a brook to drink from and he will give you a tree to shade you. So God bless you. And I hope you join us next time on Intentional Conversations with Mike Stanley. God bless. Mm -hmm.